<laughs> you have like the Stanford acapella group do the biscuits and gravy theme. I have an acapella version where it's just, <laughs> it's no music, it's just me going, gravy in the pan. Oh, wow. Meet Vincent Fodi on MTV Unplugged. <laughs> but I gotta get, at the end of the song, there's all those people. Oh, yes. That were there for the live recording, so I gotta get them all back. They be come in and they, they clap for me. Yeah, not everyone, <laughs> not everyone stayed on island. We got to get them all in there on the Zoom. Good morning on Aloha Biscuiteers. Welcome to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Welcome to Radio Smothered and Covered. I'm about your gravy levels. I'm concerned about your gravy levels too, Biscuiteers. Jump on in the gravy train today, baby. I'm Chuck Sauce. He is Vince Fody. He's my co-host. My cohort. The co-conductor. My co-something. Driving the rails on a crazy biscuit train. You're the vid. I'm the COVID. Oh, baby. We're going to talk about prison slaves, chocolate slaves, monkey slaves, and kitchen robots. We got a good one today, baby. We've got so much to talk about, Chuck. Oh, we've, we've baby. We've got some crazy conspiracy stuff to talk about. Oh, man. We've got a ton to talk about for Gluttony Club. Spoiler alert. Too much. You went to a Korean restaurant. I went to Bistro Casanova. What's going on with you, Chuck? Well. What's your favorite Marvin Gaye song? Mm, clearly, it's uh, What's Going Up. What's your favorite Four Non Blonde song? Uh, the cover of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> So you are a comedian. Yeah, dude. I'm also a comedian. Yeah. So if people wanted to follow us, they could follow us on Power Up Comedy. Yep, or mm, Instaham. <laughs> uh, Power Up Comedy is the, the comedy group that we work with here on Maui. Chew! Uh, you can also follow us, the show, uh-huh. on uh, BiscuitWars.com. That's our website, baby. That's our website. We don't have an Instagram for the show, do we? Not yet. We did have a Twitter, but that was just so I could follow <laughs> porn stars and Kelly Conway. And oh boy, am I glad I followed her this week. Mm-hmm. I'm on the FBI wanted list. More on that later. For trying to follow Kellyanne Conway? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway's daughter. What's her name? Claudia Conway? Who knows? But another connection of Trump and a 16-year-old girl naked. More on that <laughs> later on Biscuit Report. Uh, it's so funny because... Uh, yeah, Kellyanne Conway's daughter looks like um, John Ralphio's sister from Parks and Rec. <laughs> let, me, let me sit my espresso like, here. If she was on the Jersey Shore. Mm. Kellyanne Conway's 16-year-old daughter should be on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, and Kelly Conway looks like the Jersey Shore. She's just <laughs> sandy and full of needles. So did Kellyanne Conway post revenge porn of her 16-year-old daughter? <laughs> More on that on a family-filled episode of Biscuits and Gravy. Biscuits and Gravy broadcasting live from the Biscuit Bunker, rebroadcasted on Channel 55. That's right, the Biscuit Block. <laughs> And of I don't course think we're being on rebroadcast on Channel 55 anymore. 88.5, the voice of Maui. We are purely an audio medium at this point. Follow us on Spotify. Oh yeah, we're on we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, dude. Uh, just look up Biscuits and Gravy 808. Uh huh. You can follow us and listen to all the past episodes. Isn't that fun? Mm, biscuits and Gravy 808. Did you have fun at uh, the playground? I did. I the went there night? so many times recently. Sometimes for comedy show, and I went to a new trivia night. Right, and as you know, I, day, I'm very day. proud of how no one can stump the buffalo. Right, and I got stumped by another comedian table. I'm very upset we didn't win Vincent Fody. Well, if we, we were came gonna, in third place, we were beaten by the best. Yeah, if we were gonna if we were gonna lose, I would rather lose to another a table with an, with a fellow comedian mm. at it. So there's no there's no shame on that. Comedians are just clearly the smartest people in the universe, Vincent Fody. That's that true? true. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was. It's going to be the last Monday of every month at it's the, the last playground. Monday I believe of it's going to be month. Monday Fun Day. Ooh, baby. We had a good time. I did. It was Trista Dish. Mm-hmm. Remember, friend of the show, Trista Dish. Friend of the show. She used to do trivia at Mulligans, and uh, now we're doing it at the playground. Oh, man. So that was pretty fun. So much fun. All right, I got some stuff for follow-up junction. Jump up on the train, everybody. <laughs> the first stop today on the biscuits and gravy train is follow-up junction. Closed captioning for follow-up junction is provided in part by Benedict Cumberbatch's Umbrella Patches, Leaky Umbrella, Don't Just Patch It Up, Cumberbatch It Up. Uh, today's show is also brought to us by Pierce Brosnan's earrings from golden eye to golden ear. Get pierced. 
with Pierce Brosnan's earrings. Clothing for the Biscuits and Gravy is presented in part by Taylor Swift's Overnight Alterations. Hey, Vince, sometimes you need <laughs> yeah. a tailor, and sometimes you need a Taylor Swift. That's true, like when I split my pants. Ooh, baby. <laughs> when I fell off my bike and scraped my knee. That makes my dreams come true. And split Ooh-hoo. my pants, I needed a Taylor Swift. Mm. So we've got a lot to talk about for Follow-Up Junction. This is probably our largest follow-up junction we've ever had. Biscuiteers, gravy gals, biscuit boys, we appreciate (laughs) how dedicated you are to waking and baking the biscuit and gravy way. And as we wake and bake and and as we spread our philosophy across the land, sometimes we need to bring it back in, Vincent Fodi, and dig up what we talked about Sometimes the biscuit is too big for one bite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we got some leftovers. Yep. So last week we talked about I, I talked about Pepsi Kona because <laughs> you, <jerk>. <laughs> you were drinking a soda and also espresso at the same time. Yes. And I said it probably <laughs> tastes like Pepsi Kona. And I was surprised you didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Because I, I remember when I was younger drinking a soda called Pepsi Kona. Pepsi Kona. Well, Kona, then, of course, the big island. Uh, one of the only areas in the United States where we grow coffee, right? right? Hawaii is the only state in the U.S. that can grow coffee. Successfully. I sent. I even sent you a little article on yeah, like which you Sodapedia. didn't read which I didn't, before you said to didn't me, read it. what are you, Chuck Thompson? I was just like, here's an article about Pepsi Kona so you can better inform yourself. And then after reading it, I realized Pepsi Kona was not released nationwide. It was only released for a limited time to a test audience, which happened to be in the, Philadelphia. the Philadelphia area. So <laughs> I was one of a very select few that was able to try Pepsi Kona when it actually existed. What what did Pepsi just think? What is the farthest area away from the Big Island? Oh, the East Coast. Okay, let's <laughs> Who's go. Who's gonna love Pepsi Kona? Well, we're not gonna release it in Maine. <laughs> so, are you gonna tell me next that you never had cheesesteak flavored Pepsi either? <laughs> Come on, Chuck. When are they gonna have cheese flavored coffee, people? <laughs> we're almost there. We have coffee flavored cheese. Talk to your senators. Talk to your congressmen. Okay, we didn't just flip the for nothing, Vincent Fody. Get on the horn, Biscuiteers. Right, Kamala Harris is going to be the tie-breaking vote in the Senate for cheese-flavored coffee. She is going to be known as the first female vice president that changed the world of cheese-flavored coffee forever. Right. That That's going to be her legacy. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, okay, what else for follow-up junction? Tom Hanks, Hanks, Cur- Hanks, Kerchiefs. What a dumb, is real. stupid name. <laughs> I just want everybody to know there was a little debate about this, of whether or not this was real, because it sounds like a biscuits and gravy joke, similar to, let's say, Condoleezza's rice. <laughs> It'll advocate war crimes. Against, against hunger. Against hunger, you guys. Condoleezza rice, the Bush administration. <laughs> just bombing people for no reason. Uh, so, yes, to Colin Hanks, who's Tom Hanks' son, first of all, it, we thought it was some other... Hank's yeah. child, but it's not. It's Colin Hanks. No, by the way, movie people, you got way too much free time on your hands. <laughs> but yes, it was Colin Hanks of Orange County <laughs> and Fargo season one and, the Dex- best season of and Fargo. Dexter season six. The worst season of Dexter. Well, that's the art. second worst that's... season of De- <laughs> All the seasons of Dexter after season four are useless. It's actually, They're season, useless season five isn't as bad. Julia Stiles is in it. It's Ugh, it, no. it's already starting to get bad in season no! five, but six, seven, and eight are deplorable. Are pretty much unwatchable. Uh, so yes, Colin Hanks from Dexter season six, uh, which also it was most deaf, mm. who was in season six of that. Uh, he has a pun based business. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> based you on the to, fact you need to hit up the Biscuiteers, okay? Based on the fact that his last name is Hanks, he started a Hank a Hanks kerchiefs site that sells. Handkerchief. So instead of a handkerchief, it's a kerchief. Hanks. It's kerchiefs. Hanks kerchiefs. Um, which he should have just called it Collins handkerchiefs, right? Wouldn't that have been yeah, better? Yeah, you'd think so. Or Collins hankies. And that way, I would have known it was him and not some other Hank sibling. Colin Hanks hankies, something like that. So stupid. Um, that's They're what he should have called. Thirty four dollars each. Okay, but you know what, Chuck? You get fifty. You get free shipping. On all orders over fifty dollars. Wow, how expensive <laughs> could it possibly be to ship a handkerchief? So if you, <laughs> so if you're ordering fifty dollars worth of handkerchiefs, don't worry, Chuck. They got you covered. If you can afford fifty dollars worth they're, of, handkerchiefs. they're not going to charge you sixty-eight dollars worth of handkerchiefs. They're not going to charge you the twelve cents that it costs to ship a handkerchief in the mail. Oh my god! And they're not even like fancy silk handkerchiefs. They're like. No. They're like the Walmart handkerchiefs. Yeah, they're like woven used Taco Bell napkins. Right, but I think a, p- a portion of the proceeds uh, does go towards 
housing know, the vets. Colin Hanks? Which is also housing the homeless, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Our government failed you. Uh, speaking of housing homeless vets, did you hear about uh, Gary Sinise? Uh, Friend know, of the show, Gary know. Sinise. It's time for a little update on the Sinise release. I got a new Sinise release article for you. Of course. Where's uh, the theme music for that? Sp- <laughs> 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 we <laughs> we the do need some police. We'll just do some conspiracy music for the Sinise police. All right, this here's a television show. <laughs> Gary Sinise is driving in a Jeep Cherokee, and the road cracks open because of an earthquake. Uh huh. And then he, every episode, he's in a different war, and he just travels through time saving veterans. Oh, so and, you're saying it's sort of like a prequel out. to. To Forrest Gump, yeah, because in Forrest Gump they show him he, dressed up as different has fought and died. died in every single American war. So you're saying they should do like a quantum leap, yeah, Gary Sinise, where he he fights and dies in every American war. Yep. <laughs> and then when he dies, he just wakes up and he's in a different time period war. I would watch that. He wakes up and he's in the same hospital <laughs> next to Tom Hanks, <laughs> who plays like. Like a mentally slow person in every time period. (laughs) (laughs) It has a great soundtrack. All right, so you want to hear about Gary Sinise? I would love to hear about Gary Sinise, Vincent (laughs) Foti. I'm trying to find some good Gary Sinise Your girlfriend offered me espresso after I already drank half a gallon of cold brew this morning. (laughs) I love cold brew. Ooh, baby. In the morning. All right, so Gary Sinise... <laughs> Gary Sinise and his overweight brother. <laughs> okay, that was power gravy. <laughs> well, Springfield, Illinois, Gary Sinise's home state of Illinois, they have the Abe Lincoln Presidential Library Foundation, and guess who they're awarding their annual leadership award to? The one, the only, Biscuit and Gravy alum. Gary Sinise. It is Gary Sinise. How did you guess that, Chuck? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so good for you, Gary Sinise, on winning the Springfield, Illinois, Abe Lincoln Presidential Library <laughs> Foundation Leadership <laughs> Award. <laughs> oh, lordy. He's now partnering with uh, Colin Hanks, I guess. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> also, Chuck, um, we've talked a lot about on the show about the biscuit bump. Of course. And we've even talked to... More than one president. Yeah, because we are the biscuits and gravy show, baby. About okay? the biscuit We're bump. truthers, okay? And we are not the lamestream media. Which truthers are we? We know that lizard people and so the elite. We're lizard truthers. And the cabal. <laughs> we're all the truthers. We know the earth is shaped like a biscuit. We know that we're, <laughs> we're biscuit earth truthers. That's right. <laughs> well, did you know that there's such thing as the nuclear biscuit? So everybody knows about the nuclear football, which is what presidents use if they have to order a nuclear strike. Yes, we've all seen it. But the nuclear football is useless unless you have the launch codes. The launch codes, And they keep the launch codes in their own certain little envelope inside a case, and that case is called the nuclear biscuit. That case is called the nuclear biscuit? It's called the nuclear biscuit. You're telling me that the leader of the free world, okay, the beacon of light for democracy... The world's biggest power, the universe's biggest power, besides the lizard people. Besides the lizard people. Relies on our show as the code word? Yes. I, of course. I, am I sure that... I'm not positive that they named it after the show. But I'm not not but positive. I can't disprove that. So as you know, next month is actually our five-year anniversary in radio. Wait, okay? really? Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. She Th- This is our 241st episode. So we're doing real well. So we're coming up on 250, too. So 250. 250. Let me hit that. 150. Ah, it seems wow. like so so long ago that we Yesterday. were... Yesterday. That we were up to episode 150. So I'm not the biggest fan of footballs, but a football that you can open up and bomb the rest of the world, and the only thing stopping it is the biscuit. All right, so the last thing that's going to happen before all the nukes go off and the world ends is going to be somebody saying, pass me the biscuit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this is the way the world ends, not with a bang. How did you stumble upon this biscuit information, Vincent Foti? Well, as you know, I have a Google alert set for biscuit. Of course. <laughs> so <laughs> it came up. It just makes me realize how close we actually came to accidentally 
telling Trump to use the biscuit because he we were always talking to Trump about the biscuit bump, the biscuit bump, baby, and how he was going to make America gravy again. It's a good thing he didn't take our words the wrong way and accidentally blow everybody up. Or is it? <laughs> At least we'd be in a better place than we are right now. Oh man! All right, uh, I would like to do a segment that I haven't done in a while. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 88.5, The Voice of Maui. This is not a biscuits and or gravy news, but I don't have a I don't but have this a sound is on for it. the biscuits and or <laughs> gravy show. And this is Vince Please. Vince Please is brought to us by Cindy Crawford's mole sauce. You got a little something on your face. Funding for the speed. biscuits and gravy comes in part by Johnny Depp's glasses. The best perception is depth perception. And here, read this one. Vince Please is underwritten by Manny Pacquiao's Backpacks. We need a quality backpack, Back Pacquiao. <laughs> I hate you, so I don't know if you saw this, Chuck, but this is a true story about <laughs> Target and Costco decided to drop a brand of coconut milk. The name of the brand was Chowco Coconut Milk. Uh, and why did they drop this brand of coconut milk? Why would they drop it? Why would they drop coconut milk? Uh, they dropped this coconut milk because there was allegations of them using monkey slave labor. Oh, man. <laughs> monkey slave labor. This is true. Now, you're telling me that they used monkeys? How would they use monkeys as slaves? They chained monkeys up and, f- and I guess, tortured them into climbing up trees and grabbing coconuts. That's right. There's, in fact, an island dedicated <laughs> to training monkeys I believe it was in Thailand, on how right? to do it. Yep, it's called Samuai Island. All right, now we've all heard of the island of misfit toys. Now, what if those toys were slaves? Slave monkeys. Slave monkeys. Now, I don't understand. Have these people, it seems like a really far way to go to get coconuts. Now, like, do proponents we have to- for slave labor say that they don't torture and chain like there's there's good people that there's, who are the proponents there's good for people slave labor bad slide there's, there's is this like republicans the slave issue here vincent phony why would you monkeys are expensive why would you beat them and and chain <laughs> them okay uh, i don't understand why wouldn't you just get like a long pole and knock the coconuts down <laughs> that's don't they have like poles no do does do the Thai nope, people that's not the wrong, have wrong continent. pole technology? <laughs> so uh, the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. What is the point? Like you can't get or like, did you ever see the cherry shaking machines where they, it's like a big machine? It grasps like a, a cherry tree mm. and it just vibrates really quickly and it shakes all the cherries out of the tree. Oh, that's cherry. Bro. Like we have problems with coconuts falling when we don't want them to fall. Right. Yeah. Coconuts are going to fall. Just get one of those machines. You drive it up to the tree. You clamp it on. It vibrates. It shakes all the coconuts down. Why are we training monkeys? It seems like it seems so unnecessary. Uh, also, uh, Target and Costco also dropped a Shakespeare book production company. Yeah. Because they were... Using monkeys to write they Shakespeare. Had an, they had an infinite number of monkeys chained to an infinite number of typewriters trying uh, to produce all the works uh, of Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> so if you just torture enough monkeys, eventually you'll get Shakespeare. Now, we all know that slavery is like still cool, right? Like if you have an iPhone, slaves in China made it, right? That's what I don't understand is that PETA is all upset about these monkey slave labor. But they don't but care about humans. You know, you know what companies that Target and Costco still sell? Uh, products from apple yep <laughs> apple has actual like chinese people trying to commit suicide because of their working well, conditions. they have suicide nets right because if you have employees that hate their lives so much that they're trying to jump off the building to kill themselves that's bad pr well don't worry they're environmentally so, friendly nets they so reuse fishing nets what you have to, to do catch is the suicidal chinese. you put us you put the suicide nets around so that they can't kill themselves so that's humanitarian mm-hmm now, there's also slaves in the chocolate industry, Vincent Fodi. And I'm not talking about Hershey's that has unpaid interns from Africa, which is true. Google it. Or use Bing if you don't want the FBI to catch it. But they also still use the slavery and child slave labor uh, to make the, and get the chocolate as well. Hershey's, right? Yeah, yeah Hershey's. No, Hershey's recently came under fire for using slave labor. And what's the one that makes crunch? Nestle. Nestle, yeah. Also yeah. slaves, slave owners. Well, Nestle is already they don't need to use slaves to already be evil. Yeah, they're ne- they're the worst. Nestle's already the worst because <laughs> the guy that runs Nestle put out a a statement saying that humans don't have the right to water. 
And yeah. so they just Nestle just goes around stealing everybody's water and like bottling it and turning it into I don't know cocoa powder or whatever. Terrible chocolate. Get so good chocolate, people. Don't don't buy Nestle. Don't buy Nestle anything. Guys. Now the coconut water that you're talking about. There's an entire island dedicated to training monkeys. Monkey slave to, labor coconut water. To get water. coconuts. Have you ever had coconut water and you're hungover, bro? It's so nice. It's so good. There's nothing better than coconut water when you're hungover. Now, do they just use monkeys to get coconuts? What other ways are we imprisoning monkeys and making them do things that humans or machines could do? And, of course, you brought this up on the show before. Writing, but of course, writing Shakespeare. Uh, orangutan prostitutes out of Indonesia. Wait, what? Y'all ever heard about orangutan <laughs> prostitutes, bro? There's orangutan sex workers? Yep, and I don't her think name we're is allowed Pony, to say the P word. And she's not a one-trick pony. No, no, no. This one gets used and abused. They shaved an orangutan, dressed her up in women's clothes. And in Indonesia, they used her as a prostitute. Um, What? Yeah, Doc. <laughs> How are the bestiality laws in Indonesia? I don't know, lax? but they changed it to orangutan, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, terrible. Oh, oh lordy. So uh, would you bang an orangutan? Give us a call at 808-873-3435. And uh, ain't no monkeying around. We really want to hear your t- honest truth. <laughs> you know? We've all watched Friends season one and season two, right? Right. Ross had a monkey. Ross had a pet monkey. That test show was just the garbage. But that monkey was too small for him to have sex with. All right. Anything else for Vince, please? Because I had a lot more to talk about slavery today. No, that's it for Vince, please. Oh, lordy. All right. So what do you got for What the Chuck? Well, my What the Chuck has to do with COVID. And robots. Oh, great. <laughs> and uh, like Colin Hanks. First of all, I'm always wary of robots. Always, bro. Robots, first of all, they're going to use our sexuality against us. So I think the monkey prostitute, the orangutan prostitute, is just one step away from robot prostitutes. Oh, my God. Like Jude Law, friend of the show. Remember Jude Law was a robot prostitute? He in was. The movie AI? He had the vibrator, bro. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, snap, Zilla. I can't compete with that. Mm. He's so, so um, handsome. Vince, I got a question for you. Okay. Okay. What do you think a slave cost? You you've seen Django Unchained, right? Give me an, give me an, an <laughs> honest price for what a slave would cost. Um, uh, twenty five dollars. Okay. So we're talking about in slavery times in America. In slavery times in America. I would yeah. say I don't know fifty dollars. So that you're talking bottom of the barrel slaves for fifty bucks. Oh, uh, so you got your bargain bin slaves? Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> your two for one slaves are like fifty bucks. Okay. Okay. Now, if you are getting like so, if you're, I mean, a slave you know, is an investment. You gotta spend money to make money. Yeah, you know. And then there are people on both sides. You know, not a, you know, not spend and, money uh, on paying your slaves. So a but good to acquire slave, them. like an upper, you know, uh, would be about three hundred dollars or so. In uh, 1820, 1840. Okay. It would be about $300. Uh, that would be... That's kind of steep. What do you think that would be in today's money? In today's money? Uh, $5,000. Very close. Between six and $10,000. Okay. Not yeah. bad. Okay. Good. So how much do monkeys cost? <laughs> Pennies. <laughs> Pennies! Are are they? Well, yeah, I monkeys are cheap. Like man. in Thailand, I don't know. Yeah. To get a monkey here would be expensive. It would be, but you got to ship it in. Thailand, I'm sure monkeys are a dime a dozen. So the question of are they literally show, a dime a dozen <laughs> as, on biscuits and gravy? Is is slavery still illegal? Because Nestle, big company. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, is it still financially viable? Oh, okay. Well, we're going into that later when we talk about robots, bro. Okay. Now, my what the chuck today? Very ex- upset. As you know, Trump gave tons of money out to people to help them during COVID, right? Right, but I'm sure I'm sure most states use the money in a responsible way. So like uh, Hawaii, as part of the Hawaii CARE Act, responsible. as part of the CARE Act, Hawaii spent $120,000 of the CARE money oh, on homeless people. It's, oh, that's so nice. And do you know how they spent $120,000 on homeless people on Well, obviously feeding the homeless people and helping them get shelter they and stay safe. They spent it on a robot dog that can take <laughs> temperature in homeless camps. What? The robots are <laughs> taking our jobs, bro! 
But I don't want that job. That's like I don't want to take that. We're all afraid of robot technology. We're all afraid of AI, and we're all afraid of alien technology, right? Now, how does this go in together? Okay, there's a new strain of COVID outbreak in China, and they find that instead of checking the temperature on your forehead or on your wrist, the best way to check your temperature is gonna be in the butt. In the butt. All right. Now. We're all afraid of alien overlords. What do aliens like the best? Most things are better in the butt. Sticking stuff up our butts, bro! Right. Are the aliens joining forces with the Democrats, joining forces with the robots to stick stuff up our butts? Also, don't most robots come from China? Do you think that they're secretly infecting these robots with the COVID virus Mm. to secretly give homeless people COVID? Now, how does this tie in with slavery? Biden, as you know, is going to roll back prison reform. He mandated the end of for-profit prisons. (laughs) What a slot. What a terrible part. For-profit prisons are an American institution, bro. (laughs) How are we supposed to incentivize locking people up without for-profit prisons? So in America, the United States of America, the beacon of light for democracy in the universe. The shining city on a hill. Looking at you, lizard people. It is illegal to use slave labor unless it's in the form of chocolate, coconut, or palm oil, right? Right. Uh, It's illegal to have slave labor from other countries, except for China. Uh, Also, apparently, garlic is made by, like, Chinese... Oh, you don't want to know about... Dude, it's about... Christopher Ranch garlic uses, like, prison (laughs) Chinese slave labor, bro. It's There's a documentary on it on Netflix. It must be true. It's (laughs) called Rotten. Watch it, people. If you buy pre-peeled garlic, it's peeled by Chinese people with no no fingernails. Yep, who who are in prison. Who have to bite it open with their teeth. (laughs) How are you supposed to escape from prison without any prison? Because they were peeling so much garlic that their fingernails were ripping off. So then they're like, we can just bite it. Yep. So enjoy all those, <laughs> all that pre-peeled garlic with little mm. Chinese bite marks in it. Christopher Ranch. <laughs> so America is a big proponent of using slave labor as well. So we have prisoners and we pay them like 10 cents an hour. Um, and Doritos still cost 50 cents in prisons, right? So you could work a five-hour day, get yourself a bag of Doritos, right? Right. Go down to the commissary. Mm-hmm. Get yourself that hard-earned bag of Doritos. Trade it for some cigarettes. Today's show is brought to us by Steven Tyler's hand-carved arrows. When you need quality arrows, trust an Aerosmith. <laughs> is that more monkey songs? It's the best monkeys. Now, I'm sick and tired of us using monkeys as slaves and humans as slaves. Aren't you, Vincent Fodi? I am sick and tired of it, Jack. So have you ever w- wished you had your own slave, but you didn't want to have like another human living in your house? Yeah. Okay, cool. But here's the thing. The cost of eth- I think about that ethical all the time. slavery is gone up because as we know, you could get yourself a slave back in the 1820s for about 300 bucks, right? right? Okay. Some went to 500 if it was like prime time, but you know. Uh, and that would be between six and $10,000. Now, I want a slave for sex. They don't really make them good yet. What's the second th- thing I like to do the most, mm, though? They're getting eat, there. Eat food. Right. How much do you think a personal kitchen slave would cost? Uh, a personal personal chefs usually go for between uh, like two to five hundred dollars a day to show up at your house and be a personal chef, right? Right. Yeah. So what if you were to personal chef? That's a sweet deal. Two hundred bucks a day. Personal chef. Work. Let's say you do three hundred times a year, right? Yeah. What's two hundred times three hundred? That's fifty thousand. That's like six thousand dollars at least, right? right? That's yourself a slave right there. Now, of course, if it lasts a little bit longer, you can get more out of it. I did a little bit of research. I did a little bit of deep diving on this one. And uh, holy moly, did I find the robot for us, Vincent Fodi. It's called uh, Moly Robotic Kitchen, and it's only $335,000 to have a robot that can make over 100 different meals in your kitchen. It preps the food. It cooks the food. It's $335,000. And you can get it for the low, low price of only $173,000 without arms. What are you doing with a robot without arms, bro? I want Jetsons in my kitchen making me stuff, man. Very upset. Robot without arms. No HJs, bro. No (laughs) Robot without arms. No HJs. So as you know, Trump was a big fan of... uh, Using Chinese cheap labor, right? Wait, how does it make the food without arms, though? What is it if you possibly get the no do? Arm, if you get the no-arm version. It just tells you what food you have and... 
So does it like go into the fridge and identify yeah, different it's like food? in your kitchen. You've been to Vegas. They have that uh, robot bartender, and it goes around and grabs stuff and makes drinks, right? Yeah, I guess so. So do you know who else is getting on the robot train? The robot slave train. Who's that? Tyson meets White Castle. White Castle has the first robot in one of their kitchens. It's called Flippy. And instead of paying somebody a living wage, it's only, uh, let's see here, 100000 No, it's thirty k a year, and then about $1,500 a month in service. That's like just below minimum wage. You could hire two people and pay them sixty grand a year, and they'd be the happiest campers in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm for having robot slaves if it's financially viable. But it's not financially viable. <laughs> it, it just seems like you're trying to... Go out of your way to spite minimum wage workers. So during the Trump administration, they made it legal for us to send our chicken to China to get butchered and send it back. Somehow, it was actually less expensive for Tyson to ship their chickens from America to China to get like defeathered, plucked, butchered, and sent back than it was to do it here. But now that Biden is all like, hey, man, maybe let's not use prison slave labor or Chinese slave labor. Do you know what Tyson Chicken's doing instead? What's that? They've invested in automated... Robot chickens? Robot chicken, bro! <laughs> That's something I don't want. Because oh then you're, you're eating it, you're getting all the nuts and bolts in there. Mm. They break your teeth. Mm. Who needs teeth when you got robots cooking but, food? Uh, robot butchers, that sounds legitimate yeah the only problem is chuck here's where i start to get nervous a robot that can dismember and butcher a chicken is a threat if it turns against us oh my god Vincent! like a robot that that can like cook me a cheeseburger i don't fear that but flippy bro but a robot that can butcher a chicken that is something that i fear wait till they got robots going door to door trying to convert you to christ bro christ bots christ bots (laughs) More than meets the eyes. So that was my what to chuck today, man. Very upset. Very upset. Well, all this talk about about chickens and everything is getting me hungry, Chuck. What Mm. do you say we get into Gluttony Club? I would love to get into Gluttony Club. Gluttony Club is brought to us by Chris Tucker's mattresses. Get tucked in when you're tuckered out. Gluttony Club is presented in part by James Brown's Squirrel Transplant Center. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. Down at James Brown's Squirrel Transplant Center. Gluttony Club is presented in part by Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks. <laughs> They're in a league of their own. For a limited time only, catch them if you can. You know what I love about Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks? It makes sense. They're big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, it's better written copy than Collins Hanker's Chiefs. Mm. Raised in Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, so are you ready for some Gluttony Club check? The most amount. All right, first of all, we should talk about uh, the pierogies that you made. I tried them. They were uh, good. I didn't just pan fry them. We put them in the air fryer Mm. for about 10 minutes. They came out nice and crispy, lightly golden brown on the outside. They were perfect. What kind of filling did you get? Uh, I had the one that had like the bacon and mashed potatoes in it. And bacon grease. Yeah, and bacon grease. It was fantastic. Yeah. So I don't know why you were saying last week that they didn't come out that good. I thought it was really good. fresh, and when you freeze them and recook them, they come out so much better. Oh, okay. Yep. So maybe next time, that's what you got to do. Just yep. freeze them. You know who knows how to freeze pierogies? Who? Kitchen robots. Kitchen robots. They're gonna. They're gonna do it all. Uh, let's see. So, thumbs up on the pierogies. Did you eat any Korean food this week, Vincent Fody? I did. Whoa! Where'd you eat? Uh, I ate at a place called Moon Cafe. Ooh. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, dude. It's in the heart of downtown Kihei. It's over on Lapoa Street. It's near where Sharky's used to be. Remember that yeah. place? Um, so it's like near in the car wash area before you get to Tamora's. Mm. And so this place is called Moon Cafe. It's all Korean food. And I got to say, they they got some pretty darn good food. What is Korean food, Vincent Fody? Korean food is food made by sexy Korean ladies. Yeah, That's what dude. I found out last night. Mm. Uh, so Diana got some sort of like fried tofu. Yeah. Not, a, not yeah. a fan of tofu. I personally, not a big fan of mm. tofu. Any food that has the word toe in it and tastes like feet, <laughs> I avoid. But if you like tofu, if you're into that sort of thing, I guess you could go check that out. <laughs> I personally got something called a bulgogi chokboki. Oh, bulgogi is good, dude. All right. Now, we've also talked about chokboki on the show before. Of course. Because uh, I got some when I went to Oahu last time. Chokboki is like, it's like a, they call it a rice cake. It's pretty much like, imagine a piece of ziti 
if ZD wasn't hollow on the inside, it was like thick all the way through, like a fat, fat noodle. I'm imagining a fat noodle right now. Yeah, so it's like a fat rice noodle mm. that's got the same diameter as like a marble. Oh, okay. That's um, not as fat as the noodle I was imagining. And then it's in like a like a, bul- a bulgogi sauce, which is like a savory, like you know the beef that Blow comes go-go in. Bulgogi sauce. You know the 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 beef that comes in beef and broccoli. Yeah. Chinese food. Yeah. It's kind of t- has like that sort of flavor to it. Mm. So that was pretty good. Uh, it was. Definitely the best chokeboki that I've ever had. You know what I like about uh, Korean food, Thai food? Uh, good price point, right? Do you ever notice that, like, it's, they're not, like, Italian food. Why is Italian food so expensive? It, you know what I mean? It's it depends where you go. Yeah. Because there's some places that have really cheap Italian food, like Olive Garden. <laughs> and then there's some places where you have really expensive Italian food. But if you go to the expensive Italian food places, it's worth it because they have really good stuff. They have, like, veal stuff and also Olive Garden would benefit the most from slaves uh i'm pretty I mean sure robots it, i'm pretty sure you can get it <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can get a robot to work a pasta strainer I, mm. that, i'm sure italian food is probably the easiest food to automate yeah just everything i mean everything Olive guards in a bag anyway that and mexican food yeah because it's all the same stuff just in different shapes i went to a restaurant this week that i would be hard for a robot to replicate it's called bistro casanova oh yeah you said that the bolognese there was really good. the best bolognese i've had did you go to the one ages. in kahului yeah the one in kahului okay not the one up country not the one up country the one in kahului is really good they, mm-hmm. they used to have duck quesadillas are they still on the menu no not anymore although you knew who does a good duck quesadilla uh, it's in Paia Town, and it's right Cafe there Mambo. Baldwinov. Cafe Mambo is good duck fajitas. Bro. Oh, yeah. Cafe Mambo is awesome. Yeah, but dude, I really got to like give a, a shout a out to Bistro steak sandwich. So Casanova. Uh, I had a chicken parm. It was very hearty. Couldn't even finish it. I had a good chi- uh, chicken Caesar salad because I'm trying to poop better. Um, and then to counteract that, I had homemade pasta. Homemade pasta. So good. Oh, always. And I, the ragu with the bowl in it. Oh, once my you start God. making Downtown. your own homemade pasta, you can't go back. You know what? Yeah. I've been eating a lot of frozen mini cheesesteaks from Costco. Ooh. Have you seen these? Have you, have you seen these? Have, have you heard you, of these? Have you heard about this? They're no. like little mini individually wrapped cheesesteaks. And uh, you can freeze them. Pop them in the microwave for 90 seconds. You take them out. You put some ketchup and some pickles on there. You're good to go. Nice. Those are tasty. This is Gluttony Club on the Biscuits and Gravy Show on KAKU, KAKU 88.5, the voice of Maui. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Nothing about cooking and comedy, watching stuff on TV, porn and conspiracies, biscuits and gravy. Vincent Fodi, you know what I was thinking about for Gluttony Club today? What were you thinking about? I was thinking about how cow farts are ruining the world. Burger King is working on a Whopper. Now, they've already had the Whopper that uh, tastes like tofu because it's made of plants and it's it's okay, right? The Incredible Burger? The Impossible Burger. The Impossible Burger. It is far burger. from incredible. <laughs> the Impossible Burger tastes like you ate leftover burgers that were on a picnic table for four hours. They're not bad. It gets you going. It's something. It, the aftertaste tastes like a burger. When you eat it, it doesn't, you know. But, I mean, it's not. they're not terrible. I've but had... the buns and the lettuce and the tomato and the sauce, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. So now they're trying to conquer something. They're doing something that Taco Bell is not trying to do. Because a is more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. So now they're trying to make a Whopper that's made of cows that fart less. Okay, so they how are do they get the cows to fart less? To feed the cows a different diet, including broccoli, which is counterproductive to me. But apparently, if you change the cow's diet, they're going to produce 33% less methane, methane, which means less right. farts. I also just heard a podcast about this where they were talking about if you get cows to eat kelp, Oh. It, they also produce a lot less methane, so they're tr- they're trying to figure out ways to feed cows different stuff to help cut back on CO two. I want to go the other way. I like when cows eat like Skittles and corn. We talked about the playground earlier, mm-hmm. and I would just want to give a shout out to their brisket mac and cheese grilled cheese sandwich, dude. Which is one of the better sandwiches I've tasted in a long time. Now, technically, it's not a grilled cheese; it's a melt. So. Internet people don't don't have a meltdown. But, but this is you ever put tomatoes in grilled cheese? Oh, yeah. I love it, dude! I love it. It's so good. So okay, so you got your grilled cheese. Uh, inside it is mac and cheese with little bits of brisket mixed up into it. So it's cheese and mac. So it's mac and, and cheese, cheese with brisket at it. Then you put that in between two pieces of bread with cheese and melt it down. So you got double carbs and you got double cheese because so cheese cancels out carbs. I liked it so much that I <laughs> came home and I replicated it at my house. I had some tri-tip in gravy 
that I had left over from smoking it mm-hmm. last week, right? So what did I do? I cut that tri-tip up into little tiny pieces. No, you didn't, bro. I made a mac and cheese. I added the tri-tip and the gravy into the mac and cheese. Then I added some mozzarella cheese to keep everything together as like a binding agent. <laughs> then I took that mac and cheese, put it on some bread, put a piece of provolone on there. So we're up to three cheeses now, Chuck. We got and the cheddar and the mac and cheese. the best breath. The mozzarella and the provolone Ooh. all in there. Then you grill it all down, melt the cheese together, cut it in half, serve it with some homemade tomato soup. Boom. You make homemade tomato soup? I made some homemade tomato soup. It's really good. And it's very simple to make. Oh, how do you do it? Crushed tomatoes, uh, you, you know, salt, pepper, oregano, a little bit of basil. Basil, bro. Uh, then you use a little bit of chicken stock. Mm. Cook it all together. I like to do some onions and garlic in there, too. Put it in the blender. Blend it down. If you don't like a chunky tomato soup, get it all blended. And then, you know, just put it back in the pan and cook it down. Nice. It's super easy to do, and uh, if you like tomato soup, it's great. We've been having a little bit of rain lately. Wait. Tomato soup and a little grilled cheese action on a rainy day. What's better than that, Chuck? You're from the East Coast. You know all about Loving it. rainy day sandwiches. Coming up at the Biscuits and Gravy Show, we're going to have Chuck stuff, the knowledge, buffalo, where I prove that I'm the smartest buffalo in the room. We got spoiler alert, and we got so much more. We've got but a little first, conspiracy cookbook, too. A and word from our sponsors. We've got a, a fun little game to play with you later as well. Ooh. The Biscuits and Gravy Show is underwritten part by Dwayne Johnson's Wholesale Seafood. It isn't a rock. It's a rock lobster. Hey, Vince. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> uh, Gluttony Club is also presented by Michael Douglas's Fur Burgers. Warning, may cause throat cancer. Mm. And uh, This Gluttony robot Club? is known to the state of California <laughs> to cause cancer. Why does everything in California cause cancer? Yo, I was at a Dunkin' Donuts in California, which, a hey, uh, but I was at a chunk of chonuts in California, and it was like this product. It, no, it has cancer, and you're like, what? What? All right, California. Like I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I like the effort, but not everything causes cancer, <sighs> or everything does cause cancer, and we just don't need to know about we it. We just need to tell people that slavery causes cancer. We should stop having slaves, guys. Oh, there's one more thing I got to talk about for Gluttony Club. Uh, I went to Havens in Kihei, finally. Oh, we've been talking about the Smashburger place for a while. We've been talking about the new Smashburger place. I finally got a chance to check it out. I got the Umami Burger, which is a Smashburger with uh, mushrooms, uh, blue cheese aioli, bacon jam. That's a lot of umami. It is. It was umami. Ooh, baby. So it was, the first of all, bacon jam on anything. That's my jam. Makes it fantastic. Mm. There's no way you can put bacon jam on something that's not delicious. So nope. if you like burgers with bacon jam, I definitely recommend checking out the Umami Burger. They have adobo ribs, which are very savory. It's kind of like, it's sort of like a boiled rib. It's not like, uh, so it's like very tender, falls off the bone, but it's not like a, like a grilled rib. Where or it's a got, barbecue rib. Yeah, it's not like a yeah. barbecue rib. So it's more like, um, it's it's boiled in like a dashi broth. So it's got this fantastic no flavor way. to it. It's super tasty, very flavorful. Dashi um, bro. It's it's not the type of rib that I was expecting, but if you like if you like that flavor, that adobo flavor, they were fantastic. They also have, usually get with like soups and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They also had a smoked ahi potato mac salad. How did they do this? It was really good. It's like regular macaroni salad with little pieces of smoked ahi inside. Now, what texture was the smoked tuna? Uh, it was it was sort of like the smoked ahi jerky that you get. Okay. Where it's it's a little bit on the firmer side, you know, because you can tell it's like been dr- it's been smoked and kind of dried out. Don't you love that about smoked it wasn't like ahi, a poke because smoked salmon is like that like buttery, over salty, very soft. No, flavor. it was more of a it had more of a dry flavor and nice. it had just enough flavor to where it stands out, but it wasn't overpowering. And it's a firmer texture, which is really great balance with the soft macaroni. And they got fried noodles there, which were also fantastic. So <sighs> highly recommend going and checking that out. Um, yeah, that was Havens. Havens. I was so happy that I finally got to try it. But make sure you call ahead because the line is pretty darn long. And support all your local restaurants, guys, whether you're here or afar. Thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy oh, Show. you hear that, Chuck? I do. And thanks for making the Biscuits and Gravy Show part of your weekly routine. Yes. Want to remind our listeners that yes. funding for Thank BGR. You, Corky. <laughs> funding for BGR and the entire Biscuit Wars network comes in part by Bill Gates Gates. If you like Windows... You'll love Gates. <laughs> and also by Christopher Walken's running shoes. If you're going to run, stop with Walken. And a, are, a we, are we BGR? I thought we were tea bags. <laughs> it stands for The Biscuits and Gravy Show. Tea we, bags. Of course. 
So get your ears ready, teabaggers. Teabag was the name <laughs> of a character on Prison Break. <laughs> was it? Yeah. How do you know that? Did you uh, watch Prison I Break? I religiously watched Prison Break, and I'm so ashamed of it. <laughs> the episode where they tattoo the map on the back of the guy? That's every single episode <laughs> is a flashback of him like, oh, how do I get out of this room? Good thing I tattooed what boron plus baking soda equals on my wrist. <laughs> Chlorophyll. BGR, more like borophyll. BGR is presented in part by Nick Nolte. It's bad for you. <laughs> Season 6 of Dexter was presented in part by Most Deaf's Hearing Aids. Get less deaf with Most Deaf. They're black on both sides, Chuck. Of course. <laughs> All right, you ready to get into spoiler alert? I'd love to get into spoiler alert, man. Spoiler <laughs> alert on the Biscuits and Gravy Show, where Vince Foti does us a world of justice by literally doing nothing and watching TV all the time and then spoiling things for me that I should have watched already. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. There's a new show uh, coming to NBC. It's pre- being produced and written by Tina Fey. It's called Ooh, Mr. Mayor. And it stars- Is that going to be good? So I, I, if you didn't tell me Tina Fey was involved, I'd be like, Ted Danson Ted is Danson in another TV show? plays a guy who's like running for mayor. So it's sort of like a, like a politics base. I think it's going to be like Spin City kind of, you know? Yeah. Or like uh, Veep. Did anyone watch Spin City like when it was out, or do you only watch it when you're like faking being sick from school? And there's no, I watched watch Spin TV. City when it was out. Really? Or like Veep, you know, with Ju- with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh, friend of the show. Friend Ooh. of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna start Ted Danson as somebody who is running for mayor or becomes mayor. But the whole thing is like like co-produced by Tina Fey and co-written by Tina Fey. So I have very high hopes for it because mm. pre- pretty much anything Tina Fey does ends up being good. Well, Tina Fey's... Uh, oh, old, and Holly Hunter's going to be in it. Yeah, dude. Holly Hunter. Oscar winner Holly Hunter, who had never done TV before, except she did that show Succession on HBO. Which she is was, also super good. She was in season three of Succession, which, yeah. was, which was fantastic. So looking forward to seeing her on the small screen more. So is this uh, show going to have like a Parks and Rec feel to it? It's I not... believe it's going to be like a mix between 30 Rock and Parks and Rec. I don't think they're breaking the fourth wall, though. It seemed like it was it's typical sitcom material. Yeah, well, I mean, Parks and Rec didn't break the fourth wall that much. A little bit. It, it was kind of like done as a documentary style, but I mean, everything is done that way now. Yeah. It wasn't, not as much as The Office was, where The Office, they actually had like confessionals. Mm-hmm. Where I don't Parts think of Park and Rec did, though. Only Early, the, especially earlier, yeah. Only earlier. They really towards deviated the end, it. Towards at the, the end, season, they, they really they it. kept it as like a one camera show, but they kind of dropped that whole Gimmick. that whole premise. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched the movie Soul, the new uh, Pixar movie. Oh, was the that new good? Disney movie? It was. It was pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Especially the guy learns. It's. It kind of teaches you a lesson about finding your purpose in life, and finding your spark, and following your dreams. And also paying attention to where you're going when you're walking down the street. Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, so if you like jazz and you like Pixar movies, Which I do. check out Soul. Soul is pretty good. Now, who uh, did the soundtrack for Soul? Uh, I believe it was Trent Reznor. Are you kidding? From the guy Nine from Inch Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, who would have known? Wow. I wish I had known that a couple days ago. They when couldn't they have asked gotten the trivia. You know, somebody <laughs> more soul. They couldn't have gotten the Dust Brothers. <laughs> or the Chemical Brothers, they both; those are both duos that do a lot of uh, movie soundtracks. Hall and Oates, Hall Oates would have been a good one. That would have made my dreams come true. Mm. <laughs> I also watched, um, I watched Borat Two, the Borat Two movie. Wow, only three months after it came out. Spoiler and alert: Rudy Giuliani's a scumbag. <laughs> and I gotta say, I didn't think it was gonna be that great, but. It was actually pretty good. Nice, definitely worth watching. And here's something that I didn't know: you're worth watching, Vincent Foti. I didn't know that. Uh, Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen in real life speaks fluent Hebrew. And so when he's speaking what is supposed to be Kazakh yeah. in the movie, he's actually just speaking Hebrew. That's so funny. So when he's saying all this stuff about Jews and everything, it's even in funnier. Jewish. Because he's saying it, he's speaking it in Hebrew. And the movie is very popular in Israel because Israel is fluent in both Hebrew and English. In the original Borat movie, there's a selection on the... Remember they used to like really make DVDs be so much fun with extra features? Yeah. There's an extra feature on the original Borat DVD where you can play it. The language selection is Hebrew. And oh, if really? you choose it, your your TV or computer, whatever you're watching it on, lights up like an alarm. Like, stay put, Jew. We're after you. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. He's that's, a funny guy, man. That's one of the best Easter eggs I've ever heard of. Yeah, so... Except for Cohen, the, man. the Memento DVD. 
had a special Easter egg where you could watch the movie in chronological order. No way, really? Yeah, that was really cool. Is that a Christopher Nolan movie? You know it. Of course. Uh, also, I was watching WandaVision. So oh, if yeah? you have the Disney Plus, WandaVision is oddly captivating. It the whole thing is done as a parody of like sit like uh fifty sitcoms. And then the third episode they get they get into like sixty sitcoms. So it's sort of like I Dream of Genie, Partridge Family, Brady Bunch kind of parody. Mm. So I'm looking forward to seeing like as they progress through time, will they get to like seventies and like nineties sitcoms? Oh my god. And and maybe like eighties sitcoms like Family Ties and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to seeing Silver Spoon. How that yeah, how that goes. Um yeah. WandaVision, pretty good, actually. Wow. That's in the Marvel Universe, yeah? Or is uh, that DC? That is Marvel Universe, so it's available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I watched The Phantom Menace because I've been watching a lot of Star Wars stuff, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. But let's say you want to watch Phantom Menace, but you hate Jar Jar Banks. So let's say you want to watch The Phantom Menace. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I did my very own personal edit of The Phantom Menace where I went in and I edited out every single scene where Jar Jar Binks appears and I like cropped him out of all the scenes. So I made my own very, my very own personal edit of the Phantom Menace that is Jar Jar free. There's zero Jar Jar Binks in the entire movie. I saw a version where they replaced lightsabers with dicks and I didn't watch <laughs> that long. It was not great. Was that on Pornhub? Mm, it was on X Hamster and <laughs> I think it got taken down. Disney, uh, very litigious. I gotta say, uh, Phantom Menace without Jar Jar Banks, actually a pretty solid, very watchable movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, speaking of very watchable, I've also been watching. Have you seen? Have you watched the new Animaniacs? Yeah, I have. I. It's funny. I didn't watch it when it came out, but we we've been watching it this past week, and I gotta say, it's pretty good. I watched it at work, so I got paid to do it. I loved <laughs> yeah. it. To so get paid to watch new Animaniacs, yeah. I don't remember them being as satirical as they are now. Oh, if you watch the old ones, they are. And but I, I guess it kind of went over my head when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's very satirical and very meta. So they it do starts a lot off of... with a Jurassic Park reference. It's super funny, right? And, and it's got it's Steven very, Spielberg very meta. in there, yeah, because Steven Spielberg also directed Animaniac, and he's the producer of Animaniacs. Yeah, dude, and Tiny Toons. Yep, and he uses monkey slave labor to film Animaniacs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, let's see what else I've been watching. Season five of The Expanse is available on Amazon Prime. God, you're such a loser. Disenchantment season three is, is available good? on Netflix. That's if you the watch Matt Disenchantment, one, right? Yeah, Matt Groening is pretty good. If yeah. you like, uh, if you watch the first two seasons of Disenchantment, then you'll probably like the third season. Mm. And there's also a show called uh, Demon Slayer on Netflix, which if you're if you're like me and you're not super into anime, but you're like a casual anime watcher. I'm not like uh, you. This is I'm the, very proud of that. Demon Slayer is the pretty much the biggest anime on the planet right now. So if you... They also just released a movie in Japan. So uh, if you haven't seen Demon Slayer and you're kind of into anime, you might want to check that out. It's available on Netflix and they have it in English, so it's dubbed now. How does it end? Some people don't like to watch anime unless it's dubbed because they don't feel like reading subtitles. I like to do the both, you know? But, uh, spoiler alert, some demons... Are slayed. Today's show is presented in part by Gary Sinise's Guide to Being an Uncle for Nephews and Nieces. You need Sinise's. Today's show is also brought to us by Richard Gears Gears. Do you have a primal fear of gears that don't work? <laughs> then try Richard Gears Gears. They're suitable for an officer and a gentleman. They're made in Chicago. Thanks for tuning in to <laughs> Biscuits and Gravy. Biscuits and Gravy on Spotify, BiscuitWars.com, and Biscuit Wars live from the Biscuit Bunker on KAKU, KAKU 88.5. 88.5, the voice of gravy. Oh, man. So before we get into the conspiracy cookbook, uh, I got a little game for you to play, Chuck. Sure. Which I know you love. It, don't I worry. Hate it's, games. it's not name those trilogies. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but uh, this, so. Remember that we were talking about that show, Mr. Mayor, which is coming out on NBC. It's going to also be streaming on Peacock. So I went onto the Peacock website to find out to find out a little bit more information. And while I was on the website, I found that the Peacock streaming channel has some original series. No way! Did you know that, Chuck? So shows that were not good enough to be on NBC (laughs) are now on NBC's Bird Network. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right, so they have some original series that mm. are that are Peacock originals. Wow, and, uh, these ones are for the birds. <laughs> so I have a little game for you to play. Oh, this Lordy. is called. You're so excited, which you know that means <laughs> I'm pissed. It's all hell. This is called Peacock or Poppycock. Where oh my god! <laughs> I'm going to describe a show to you, 
and you tell me if it's something that I made up <laughs> or, Poppycock. or a real show on the Peacock streaming network. Or right? Peacock. <laughs> Okay. All right. Are you ready to play Peacock or Poppycock? I was born ready, Vincent Fody. Okay. So <laughs> the first one is, okay, uh, this is the the original series is called Chinatown, and it's a reboot of the Roman Polanski, Jack Nicholson movie, Chinatown, which is set in 1950s LA, and it's got Hank Azaria in it. Uh, that's Peacock. No, that's oh, Poppycock. No. <laughs> No, that is not a Peacock original series. <laughs> uh, Hank Azaria is the other one where he's a drunk <laughs> baseball announcer. All right, here's one. Okay, it's called Brave New World, and it's based on the Aldous Huxley novel about a utopian society, and it's got Demi Moore in it. That's a Peacock original. That is a Peacock original. Wow, Demi Moore. <laughs> Demi Moore. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the next one is a show called Intelligence. It's got a peacock. It's <laughs> it's got an American NSA agent uh, who travels to UK to team up with a computer analyst to solve crimes, and it stars David Schwimmer. Okay, no, that's poppycock. No, that's peacock. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that show sounds garbage. <laughs> oh my god! That is a peacock original series called Intelligence with. David Schwimmer for some David reason. Schwimmer. Wow. David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. For some reason. Answer to the question no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's another one for you. Peacock or Poppycock? It's called Cleopatra in Space. And it's a kid's cartoon about Cleopatra in space. Peacock? That is a Peacock original. Ew! <laughs> peacock original series. Ew! Okay, how about this one? Cleopatra it's in space? It was the, the next logical step for Cleopatra, right? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Freddie and Jason in Everybody space. eventually goes to space. in space. All right, Chuck, you ready? Peacock or Poppycock? It's a series called Raising the Stakes. <sighs> it's a so sitcom stupid. about a family of vampire hunters named The Stakes, and it's got Natalie Dormer, uh, who was Marjorie Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Poppycock. That's poppycock, my friend. That is something I made up. <laughs> Raising the stakes would be like a family of butchers or something. Raising and it would be on CBS. No, because you kill a vampire with a stake. Yeah, I get right? it. And you raise it over your head to stab the vampire. It's a butcher with a gambling problem. Raising the stakes. Oh, that's a, um, that's another good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Raising the stakes could be either one of those sitcoms. I think I would watch either one of them. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's the last one. You ready? Peacock or poppycock? <laughs> uh, on the Road, which is in a an adaptation of the famous Beatnik novel. Uh, it stars Tom Jane as Jack Kerouac and Jeffrey Tambor as Allen Ginsberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peacock. No, that's Poppycock. Oh, <laughs> man. I would actually watch that, though. I would watch that. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor as Allen Ginsberg? Oh, my God. That sounds fun. BGR is presented a part by Matt Damon's Exorcisms. Need to get out the demons. Get, get out, out the, the demons! demons! Matt Damon's Exorcisms. Today's show is also brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's Slumber Mattress, available <laughs> exclusively <laughs> at Chris Tucker's Mattresses. Thanks for tuning in to KAKU, KAKU 80.5, the voice of Maui. Voice of gravy. I'm Chuck Sauce. He is Vince Fody. We are Biscuits and Gravy. Biscuits and Gravy. Radio smothered and covered. Biscuits and Gravy. It's time to set your ovens to 420. Mm. Grab the tinfoil hats, because it's Conspiracy Cookbook. Now, this is just a quick one, because we gotta we got to get over to Chuck's Off the Knowledge Buffalo. <laughs> but I couldn't let this one just pass us by. Um, are you familiar with uh, Georgia Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Not very familiar with it, no. She's a member of the House of Representatives from Georgia, uh, and she's also a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Oh, fun. Um, she, you know, there's like QAnon light where you have some people that are like, oh, yeah, Trump has some people working against him. It's the deep state. Mm -hmm. Also, he's trying to fight against pedophiles. Yes. But then fight you, against them. But then you have the real... By changing from within. <laughs> But then you have the real QAnoners. Oh, yeah. Who are in for a penny, in for a pound. These are the people who have taken the QAnon bait hook, line, and sinker. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who ran unopposed, by the way. That's if you're wondering how she got in. She was also backed 
by like Trump friends, like pro-Trump uh, millionaires. And Trump still wondering how couldn't she got get into. Georgia to find 11,000 votes. <laughs> exactly. You have to agree with me. They're there. So this lady believes in one of the most wacky QAnon conspiracy theories. Um, are you familiar with a conspiracy called Frizzle Drip? You know what, Vincent Foti? Out of all the conspiracies in the universe, I think my Frizzle Drip knowledge is lacking. <laughs> First of all, Frizzle Drip sounds like a Primus album. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's actually a conspiracy theory. Frizzle Drip is a theory that... Um, there's Miss a Frizz. Miss Frizzle from <laughs> <laughs> the Magic School Bus. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a it's a theory that there's a there's a video, Chuck. There's a video of Hillary Clinton filleting a young girl's face and cutting her face off and eating the girl, only after putting the girl's face on as a mask and using it to scare her and torture her in order to extrapolate adrenochrome. From this poor girl. Adrenochrome. <laughs> and this whole video was found on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Of course. And then. Of course it when, was. <laughs> when the police found out about it, then Hillary Clinton had those police officers assassinated. Now, Hillary Clinton, of course, big fan of Hannibal, right? Huge the show fan of Hannibal. Of Han- and, of course, Hannibal Lecter cutting off the policeman's face and wearing it to escape. Right. Yes. Wow. So this, this you know what, I got to say, though, this is just as believable as fighting the Chinese underage porn on Joe Biden's laptop. Oh, by the, the, the blind the laptop blind keeper guy gave to Rudy <laughs> Giuliani. Because, you know, you, you want your lap, the people working on your laptop to be blind, yes. just like in the prestige. Yeah. So they can't reveal any of your secrets. Yep. That's, now, a, that's a show. Blind Justice coming to Peacock this fall. Now, this <laughs> this video. Um, so, they, listeners, no, Biscuits this video, and Gravy, they, we know that Hillary Clinton is a lizard person. Right. And She's we a know, shape-shifting We know that she person. eats people and performs human sacrifices. I've said it before and I've said it again. And we know that they torture people to extrapolate adrenochrome. That's how Queen Elizabeth lives forever. Um, now, here's where here's where it gets murky, Chuck. I can't believe that I've never seen this video. Even though, I, I know, and you know what? There's a good reason for it. It's because nobody has see, ever seen the video. Oh. It doesn't exist on what? the internet or on the dark web. Mm. It's a video that nobody has ever seen, but Marjorie Taylor Greene believes that it's true. But, oh, well, that's all it takes. And in today's political climate, that's all you need. You just need to believe. It's yep. like... It's like Tinkerbell. As yep. long as you just believe it. Believe me, folks. So I I want to see this video. Yeah. So if anybody, I'm sure QAnon, because QAnon is the one that was talking about this and spreading this. So I'm sure somebody out there, possibly a biscuiteer, a listener of the yeah. show, has probably seen this video. If you've got a copy of it, send it our way. Because as much as I believe it, like Marjorie Taylor Greene does, I would like to actually see the video with my own eyes. So, you know, I have something to go off of. You know, if it existed, it would totally be on Faces of Death. <laughs> or on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Yeah. I so, I mean, that makes total perfect sense. Wow. So, let me ask you this, Chuck. On the Chuck Thompson probability meter 3000, right? Yep. How probable is it that this video is real and exists, and there's it's a video real. out there of Hillary Clinton filleting people, wearing their faces, and drinking adrenochrome? I believe that Hillary Clinton eats children and their adrenochrome. But I do not believe that it's on camera, so I'm going to say 0%. Oh, wow. So you're saying the Chuck Thompson probability meter 3000 is throwing up some red flags? We all know that the lizard people control the media. They would never let that happen. Right. Plus, I, I feel like if there was a video of it... It wouldn't be Hillary Clinton in Hillary Clinton form. It would be in her demon form eating the child. We all know this. Right, and most of the time, demons don't show up on video. No. Our human technology can't capture video. It would just look like a Komodo dragon wrestling a child. Yeah, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with you, Chuck, and say that even though I do agree that Hillary Clinton probably does fillet people and wear their face and drink adrenochrome, I don't think the video exists, especially if there's a video that exists out there, it's going to be on the dark net, mm-hmm. and nobody and could, nobody could find it on the dark if net. If it exists, there's a porn that exists for it, and since you know that the porn doesn't exist, it doesn't exist at all. Right. 
Uh, you're speaking of Rule 34. Rule 34, of course. Um, did you get the video I sent you this afternoon? <laughs> yeah. I was. My girlfriend was using my cell phone as a flashlight, <laughs> you jerk. So, and every, he sent me this Bernie Sanders pornography. Everybody has seen the Bernie Sanders meme of him sitting in the chair wearing the mittens. Yes. So, of course, uh, somebody made a porn of this, and it's a it's just a, a nice young lady dressed as Bernie sitting in a chair, and then she uh, she shows her goods. Yeah. So until I see a porn version a porn parody of hillary clinton filleting somebody's face and wearing it and drinking mm. their adrenochrome i'm gonna assume that the video does not exist well you heard it here first folks in the biscuits and gravy show Stay- Ooh, what sound can that be vincent are you ready to get to my favorite part of the show Joe? the most ready thanks for tuning into the biscuits and gravy it's been a great biscuit day thanks for riding on the gravy train with us today everybody uh we'll see you next week we got more to talk about blue apron or blue waffle uh more on that next week but now we're gonna finish <laughs> today's episode if off we, if we have a lovely segment <laughs> called chuck stuff the knowledge buffalo if we ever were going to get a blue apron sponsorship that ship has just sailed <laughs> chuck stuff knowledge buffalo is brought to us by anthony hopkins pogo sticks when you want to get hopping get hopkins chuck stuff knowledge buffalo is presented in part by kenny Loggins Cybersecurity. trust your logins to logins don't let your privacy be in the danger zone hey are you looking for the best <laughs> cybersecurity around mm-hmm. well this is it today's show is also brought to us by ben cumberbatch's pack mules get unencumbered with Bennett Cumberbatch's pack mules. Are you ready to prove that you're the smartest buffalo alive, Ugh, Chuck? The most ready. All right. Our first question comes from Paul in Seattle, Washington. He wants to know, who wrote the Divine Comedy? You know, the book The Inferno? App. Dante. Dante is correct. Do you know his last name? Zinferno. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that does sound like a good Zinfandel wine. Yeah. Dante, Dante's Zinferno. Okay. <laughs> Housewives all over the country are going to be drinking that within a couple months. All right. Our second question comes from Michelle in Tampa Bay, Florida. Michelle wants to know, who invented the telephone? He's given credit Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell is correct. He it's, is credited with inventing credited. the telephone. Like most inventors, looking at you, Edison, someone else was probably doing it before, but, you know. Right. Like Marconi. Yeah. No, that was the radio. Yeah. Probably Tesla. Slave monkeys. I think Tesla invented everything. Slave monkeys were invented. <laughs> it was invented by slave monkeys. Slave monkeys, more than meets the eyes. All right. Our third and final question is always a sports question because, as we know, sports is Chuck's Achilles hoof. Ugh. Our sports third is so question. Lame. Uh, Comes from Mary in Edmonton, Canada. Oh, Mary! Oh, our, oh, our neighbors Mary. to the north. So, as you know, this week Wayne, Edmonton. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky turned sixty years old. Mary wants to know what was Wayne Gretzky's number. What was Wayne Gretzky's thirty-two? Oh, I'm sorry, Wayne Gretzky, the great one. He was number ninety-nine. Oh, that's how you know that he was the best because he had the highest number. I got ninety-nine. Problems, but, but a Gretzky ain't one. Yeah. Mm. So okay. happy birthday, Wayne Gretzky, the great one, one of the greatest hockey players to ever exist. Years old. You got two out of three, but you know what they say, Chuck. And that also means that that's the end of our show. Time for me to enjoy some gravy. I've left it in the pan. Time Friend for of the me. show, John Boy, just poked his head in. We're, we're going to play go, some Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to go play some D&D today, baby. Drink some margaritas and have a great time. Right. I'll see you next week. Same biscuit time, same gravy place. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, sharing us. Share the Biscuits and Gravy 808 with all your friends. Get them on the Truth Network. Uh, Vincent Bodie, thanks for a fantastic show. Of course. Uh, to our hairdressers, our stylists, um, our renovators, Mark Camel's Hammers, love you, everybody. And from me to you, hello! Gary <laughs> 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 Sinise traveling through time, dude. <laughs>